All right, Case Lug is the station. Miles here chatting with comedian Mike Birbiglia. He is performing tomorrow night at HSU. Guy's done three Comedy Central specials. He's won awards at the Sundance Film Festival. He's been in some great movies. He's acted in the HBO series Girls. And he was hilarious last time I saw him up on stage in Arcata. So thanks for your time, Mike. Thanks, Miles. Thanks for having me on. If people missed the Arcata show last time, you can see that show filmed um, on Netflix. And if you and if you don't have Netflix, you can just borrow your friend's password, and then you'll have Netflix. Right, as we all do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who actually uses their own Netflix password out there? That's what I really want to know. There's a single password. Right, exactly. Millions of users, one password. <laughs> <laughs> one subscriber. <laughs> one subscriber. Um, you, you know who was shocked when um, she heard that I was going to Arcade last time was Sarah Bareilles, because she is local. Correct? Yeah, she's from Eureka. Fantastic talent. I ran into her in Brooklyn one day, and she goes, uh, you're going to Arcata? <laughs> yeah, she goes, no one goes to Arcata. And I go, I'm on a 100-city tour. I'm going everywhere. Yeah, she was like buddies with, um, or I guess how she made it. Was she made friends with Adam Levine from Maroon 5? Was that right? I didn't know that. I was just reading that the other day, so it's awesome that you brought her up. She collaborates with a close friend of mine, Jack Antonoff, from Fun and Bleachers. Are you buddies with Jack Antonoff? Yeah, he's one of my oldest friends. I met Jack like 10 years ago at Bonnaroo when when he was with Steel Train, his first band. He's a great guy. I actually made a short film with him that's on YouTube. If you happen to check it out, it's called What's Next for Jack Antonoff. I will definitely Google that as soon as this is over. Awesome. Mike, your current tour is called Thank God for Jokes. That's right. How did that come about? Well, about God and jokes and, uh, and gratitude. It, uh, it's, it's, um, it, I honestly said after Sleepwalk with me and my girlfriend's boyfriend, I was like, I just want to go back to what I was doing on Two Drink Mike and my Secret Public Journal Live, my first album. Uh-huh. Um, where I'm just trying to be funny. I'm just trying to have it be the funniest show I can possibly create. And then in the process of, of, of just riffing and, and, and doing a lot of comedy club sets, I, I noticed this through line, that thematic uh, you know, thread, which is it was all about jokes and about how jokes kind of get us in trouble, but ultimately have the ability to make us feel closer to each other. And, and I was like, that, that's a pretty cool thing to make a show about. And, and, I, and I actually feel like, a live comedy show in some ways is almost like a religious experience. You know, it's like a thousand people in a room at the same time, kind of all listening to someone uh, kind of borderline insane ruminations. And, and I think it's kind of cool. You know, like I, I think it's one of the cool things is when I have this feeling in, in a room in one of my shows where, where it feels like one kind of big inside joke, like we're all sharing at the same time. Mm-hmm. But if, some, if someone walked in the middle, they wouldn't know what the hell was going on. And I think that that's kind of awesome. And yeah, I mean, you really have been a part of this sort of evolution from basic stand-up into creating a one-man show where everything is kind of interconnected. Is that safe to say? It's more theatrical in a way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I like to think of, of the shows as like a, an experience, like an evening where, where you... Um, where you know everything kind of feels connected in some way, and uh, yeah, it's it's um I I I, I love and I love doing the shows in as many places as possible to see what will work where. Like I I, I really, like like I because I'm performing I'm doing this show in like 100 cities in like six or seven countries, and uh, I you know like certain things just don't work, and then and when they don't work, they, I just they just go away. Like I had this whole I had a five minute chunk about the movie Top Gun. And I performed at a bunch of colleges, and no one knew what the hell I was talking about. And it would kill other places. It was basically about how um, I, uh, I, re- <laughs> I I suggest to the audience, 
don't force your wife, don't ever force your wife to watch a movie that you have not seen since your childhood and don't remember that well and preface it by saying, this is who I am. <laughs> uh, I said, we watched the movie Top Gun, right. and I had forgotten that it is a homoerotic fighter jet film that takes place in peacetime. Uh, and, you know, my, we're watching the volleyball scene where the, the, all the gentlemen are, are shirtless and oiled up for each other. There's no women for miles. And my, my wife looks to me, and she says, is this the movie that's who you are? And I never thought I would have to explain to my wife that I am not gay. I thought that was understood from all the sex stuff that we had done. Uh, but the more I explained, the worse it got. I was like, I was 10 years old. I was at John Casey's birthday party. Right. After the movie, we all danced to the song Danger Zone. This is who I am. You know, and uh, at the end of it, I go, so this week we're watching the movie Cocktail, and uh, I'm hoping for the best. I'm telling you this, I'm telling you this, of course, because this is not in the show. Yeah, I mean, we've all prefaced a movie that we haven't seen in years by saying, best movie ever. And then you build it up so huge, and then it eventually becomes sort of like a, a psychological evaluation. These movies do not hold up. It's all the hype about the Star Wars teaser, and now it's just like, guys, we got to get over it. The, the best Star Wars movie was made in, like, 1981. Like, we need to move on. So true. <laughs> I think whenever you walk out on stage tomorrow night, I think it should be to Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone now. Absolutely. I think that's logical. You get that queued up, and I'll be dancing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll just be the guy in the front with, like, my cell phone up with that playing, and you'll be like, oh, yeah. hey, okay. it's you. Okay. Always encouraged. Always encouraged. <laughs> Case Lug is the station. Miles here chatting with comedian Mike Berbiglia. He's performing tomorrow night at HSU. So you mentioned, um, you know, you get to try this routine out in all these places. You cut some stuff, the stuff that doesn't work, the Top Gun material, if you will. Uh, but this is eventually <laughs> yeah. going to be, you know, like your other shows, it's going to be an off-Broadway show and then a film, right? It could be, yeah. I mean, it'll definitely be an off-Broadway show and a special. Um, and maybe a film, I don't know. It's hard to say. I'm working on two other film scripts right now, and um, I'm doing, I'm in um, Amy Schumer and Judd Apatow's movie Trainwreck that comes out next summer. And actually, I've been here two weeks ago, like, I have a little cameo in the movie Annie. Yeah, I heard about that. I play the role of Annie, and uh, <laughs> it's very exciting. No, I play his little orphanage inspector who comes through, but it's uh, it was super fun. I got to yeah, I got to work with Ron Zane Wallace and, and Cameron Diaz, and it was a little bit of a dream come true day. That was produced by like Jay Z and Will Smith, right? Did you talk to them beforehand? Well, we spend me and Jay and Will spend so much time together that in general, that that we... No, I've never met them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my I God. Can't continue to, I, I stumbled onto a gold mine here. <laughs> you no, are I really a gold mine. Guys. So, I mean, uh, you've I mean, been in all kinds of wonderful things that I've seen, Going the Distance with Drew Barrymore and Cedar Rapids with Ed Helms and Fault in Our Stars, which went over really well. Did you see the Fault in Our Stars? I loved it, yeah. I, I saw it twice and I cried both times. Someone tweeted a mean thing the other day that I retweeted. They said... After all these those kids with cancer have been through, then you make them be counseled by Mike Verbeek. <laughs> oh, that's like the the Jimmy Kimmel thing where he makes people read mean tweets about themselves. Yeah, no, it, was a, it was a great movie though. Was, uh, I, I thought Fall on Stars was great. And Shailene Woodley is a really brilliant actress and super super nice in person. Oh, I believe it. And you were in uh, HBO's Girls, which is obviously. I mean, you're a big New Yorker, so I think that's a perfect fit. Yeah, I mean, next season's uh, Orange Is the New Black. Really? Yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a secret role I cannot speak of, but I will. I'm 
I just finished uh, that season. I'm very excited about it. That touches on your good relationship with Netflix. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For that yeah, one the, subscriber out The there. one subscriber <laughs> loves that show. Oh, man. So, uh, Mike, is there any other like upcoming TV or film roles that you want to share right now? I'm going to Sundance with an, um, I, I play this small part in this movie called Digging for Fire with uh, Jake Johnson from The New Girl. And uh, just busy, you know, doing this tour, 100 City Tour, and then hopefully I'll get to rest a little bit and uh, go to my sleep doctor over, over Christmas vacation. I think I'm correct when I'm remembering Jake Johnson. He's the one that's in Let's Be Cops, right? That's right. Yep. Super funny guy. Yeah, that guy's hilarious. So, yeah. uh, Burbigs, is there anything else that we should mention before we come see you in Arcata? Let's all just abstain from smoking pot that day. I think that's all I can say. <laughs> the one day, yeah, it is Burbigs Day, where all of Humboldt County stops smoking. You don't need to be high to come to the Mike Burbigley show. That's the thing with your audiences, though, right? I mean, like, all ages can show up, all mindsets yep. can show Pretty up. Much. I, you know, I always say 13 and up, because then, you know, people start bringing children, it's like eight-year-olds, it's like, no, it's not really for you. Right, it's right. for adults and young adults. But yeah, 13 and up is not very common in comedy. It's usually like the 18, 21 plus sort of realms. Yeah, there's nothing graphic, but I do curse a couple times just to, uh, because the show's about jokes and the nature of jokes, and, and so I, uh, I reference cursing, but I don't I, I will say this, I never gratuitously curse. It's a very very crucial distinction. Only when necessary. Yes. Arcata is going to come out to see you tomorrow night. Uh, hopefully Sarah Bareilles is in attendance. I know it's the holidays. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's get her out. Let's get her out. All right, man. Mike Berbiglia, you are an awesome dude. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. on. Case Lug is the station. Miles here chatting with comedian Mike Berbiglia. He's performing tomorrow night at HSU. I'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks so much. I can't wait to come down.